0: It's time for real discussions about health. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Michaud of Total Body Wellness Clinic, and each week on Restore the Real, I'll sit down with a guest to discuss how developing or overcoming health challenges has shaped the way that they live their lives, what they've learned, what they've changed, and how they're moving forward. Restore the Real is a podcast that is unafraid and unapologetic when it comes to getting honest about the nuances of health and wellness. Mind body, and spirit. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Restore the Real podcast. Uh, today, I have the the pleasure and privilege of, of interviewing Ali Moness, who is our office manager uh, at Total Body Wellness Clinic, makes the clinic run, is fantastic at what she does, and we love her. Um, but we're going to dive into not policies on the clinic, but we're going to dive into some things on her health and a drastic turn that happened about 70 years ago, and then most recently, some things that changed um, and and how influential that has has been. So, Allie, um, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So today, we're going to talk about dentistry, right? And... Everyone loves going to the dentist, right? We all, we all know that. Um, but there are some certain things in, in dentistry that, and this is with every medical practice, that not every doctor, not every dentist, chiropractor, you know, whatever, has the same level of expertise. And you found that out in a very real and, and challenging way. Um, and so one of the topics we're going to talk about today is cavitations. And, and just to let the audience know, right you're familiar with cavities and gingivitis and and plaque but cavitations are one of those things that not a lot of people you you ask that question and they kind of like raise the eyebrow like turn their head what what's cavitation and so just to give a a a understanding before we start cavitations are formed from a hole in the bone usually where a tooth was removed and that bone didn't heal or fill properly. And as a result, uh, you get this osteonecrosis, you get dead bone. And the, the challenge with that is that it leaves this wake of bacteria uh, to fill that void. And bacteria can cause some pretty significant uh, significant conditions in the body. Um, and we're going to get into this more uh, of your experience um, but I want to share this really quick because this is so interesting. When we're looking at our at our bodies and points of toxicity, often we refer to things as hidden infections. And people are like, "What do you mean by hidden infections?" And those can be things in the home, right? Mold you may not see it; it's hidden. And then in the body, these cavitations are hidden. We may have no idea that they're there. People can have, you know. Uh, Pain in the teeth, sensitive teeth. They do an x-ray and it's like, hey, it's fine, there's no cavities. Um, But lurking above the cavity, lurking above the teeth into the bone is a very specific area that can only be seen by certain x-rays, by certain imaging. And then what fills that void is, again, bacteria that can lead to a host of unexplained medical challenges. So, Alex, you tell us about a kind of your history tell us a little bit about your your health um where you were what things you know were like prior to seven years ago when you had this first dental procedure
1: sure so from 12 to 20 i ended up having parasites from going down to tijuana um, on a missions trip but i didn't know it till i was about 19 and was put on an herbal parasite cleanse Um, And then things started to improve for me digestion-wise. And then in my 20s, um, I moved into an apartment that had mold, but it wasn't visible to me. I just had major respiratory issues. But even with all these issues, you know, growing up, I still had a ton of energy. I worked two jobs, Um, you know, was going out, had a lot of time with friends and it wasn't until I had my wisdom teeth extracted that everything went downhill for
0: me. Now, that that's totally common, right? Everyone gets their wisdom teeth out. No big deal. You know, people have dry sockets. Oh, just take antibiotics. She'll be fine. Right? Isn't that how it goes?
1: Yeah. And the whole thing was I was 28 when I got them out and I wanted to use my insurance before I moved and left California. <laughs> so in retrospect, I wish I just wouldn't have done it.
0: Yeah. And but but you did right, and we can't go back. What happened? Like what? What was the procedure? Uh, a- according to the dentist, did everything go as planned?
1: Yeah. So my my lower wisdom teeth, uh, seventeen and thirty-two, I think, they were coming in sideways, so they were causing a lot of issues. And the dentist said, you know, if we remove these lower wisdom teeth, then that will alleviate the pain you're feeling. But also we need to remove the top wisdom teeth. And he made this, I don't know how medically accurate this is, but he said if we don't remove, if we remove the bottom and we don't remove the top, then eventually the top will have nowhere to sit and they'll just come out on their own. I don't know if that's, if teeth can really move that way. But I was like, okay, you know, I have insurance. Let's just do it all. So on the bottom left on number 17, the roots were so close to the nerve that runs along the jaw that he said, let's cut the crown off and leave the roots, which is called a coronectomy. And I said, okay, that sounds great. I don't want to damage the nerve. Let's do that. So then on the right side, on number 32, it turns out that part of the root tip broke during extraction, and he just decided to leave it there. It wasn't something I agreed to, and I didn't even know about it until I requested my records um, in the last few years.
0: So so some work that probably wasn't done with the most expertise um, and that left a wake right in in your mouth. Any any challenges that you knew of with the upper wisdom teeth?
1: I didn't know of any challenges at that time. I didn't have any pain or any issues there. Um, But in the bottom, I did get a dry socket, um, had a lot of pain. And so those were removed January, 2016. And then throughout the next seven years, my gums and my lymph nodes would swell up on one side, and then they'd go down, and then a few months later, it'd swell up on the next side. And this just this was just a cycle that repeated on and
0: off for years. Okay, so how, how quick did this set in? So you had the procedure, and how quickly did that set in? And were there other things that, that cropped up rather quickly, or, or did it take a long time for that to, to happen?
1: Yeah, it was just within months that I started getting swelling. And then after six months in June of 2026, that is when I started to have chronic acne. And prior to my wisdom teeth being extracted, I would have very minimal acne, you know, acne here and there, um, but it was never my whole face all at once. It would be one spot and then it would go away. And in June, I just had full-blown cystic acne all over my face. And this continued for seven years. I mean, just chronic acne now. I have chronic scarring, hyperpigmentation. And that was really um, the biggest thing that I saw happen.
0: And I know that from what we've talked about before, um, you you pretty much exhausted like a lot of a lot of areas to try to rectify the skin. Yes. Like, it went share with that because you know people people will have procedures done and it was done quote unquote, good. It was good. Right. No, no, no problems. And so symptoms crop up and it's like, well, it wasn't that, that was done the right way. So it must be something else. Right. Right. So never thinking about the potential of your gums being the challenge. What did you do the next several years? Like how exhaustive was that search?
1: Yeah. So yeah. Trying to figure out why I had chronic cystic acne all of a sudden, Um, You know, went to the doctor, went to the dermatologist. So some of the things that I tried was getting on birth control, um, taking spironolactone, uh, using topical clindamycin wipes, which is an antibiotic. I would have steroid injections into these cysts in my face to bring them down. I tried diet modification, like removing gluten and dairy from my diet. Um, I would change my pillowcase every other day. I spent, you know, hundreds of dollars from going to the dermatologist and the doctor for you know, the birth control appointments and the spherolactone prescriptions um, and then thousands of dollars in skincare products. Like, I can't even tell you how much money I spent trying everything um, that I could get my hands on.
0: And, and for what I, I mean, you know, as, as the person listening, I mean, how many of us, how many of you have been there where, where you're trying to do similar things over and over, hoping to get different results, but no one's like, no one's searching for a different cause, right? They're just looking at the condition and saying, well, let's treat the condition. And that's exactly. what they're doing, right?
1: Yeah, they were. So then in February 2017, this is just a little over a year after I got my wisdom teeth out, my tonsils got super swollen and inflamed to the point that they were almost touching. And I was having low grade fevers and just feeling super fatigued, just generally unwell, um, having to miss work, I just I felt awful. So you know, I go to an ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor, try to figure out what's going on. They order a CT scan. You know, I get a CT scan done. Everything's normal. I get a mono test, a strep test, all negative. I'm like, I, what did I do? How did I cause this? I, I'm thinking I I picked up something somewhere. I don't know. Um, And my tonsils just never went back down. They just stayed inflamed to the point where in October 2017, so like almost a little Maybe almost two years later, almost, I had to get a tonsillectomy at age you know, 29, which is not that much fun.
0: No, and, and not common either, right? I mean, kids, yeah, even though we uh, may, not, just may not agree with what, what's done, but usually you hear that in kids, never in adults.
1: Yeah, never in adults. And that was a hard recovery. So before I had the tonsillectomy, the ear, nose, and throat doctor put me on two rounds of amoxicillin, put me on prednisone you know, tried all of these different things. And finally, it's like, well, we can't figure it out. Let's just remove them.
0: You know, there, there's a lesson in all this. And, and that's one, I think we have to be our best advocate, right? But sometimes we don't know where to turn. There's, there's always an underlying condition. And, and did you ever find frustration with when you were talking to doctors, dermatologists, whatever, and would you question them like, but, you know, why is this happening? And, and like, is there an underlying cause? Do they ever like seek to address that or find that other than throwing steroids, drugs to say, hey, we're just going to treat the condition?
1: Yeah. I mean, especially with the acne and thinking like, okay, my hormones must be off if I have acne, right? Something's, something's wrong with me. And then talking to, you know, my primary care doctor, like, well, maybe I have some kind of like female hormonal imbalance, like my grandmother, you know, had ovarian cancer or cervical cancer. Um, you know, maybe this, I'm leaning towards that. And she literally took her hands and, and put them in the air and was like, I think you're just picking things out of thin air. I'm like, no, but wait, I think something's really wrong here. Like, you don't just like not have acne in your twenties and then boom, all of a sudden your face is just full of it.
0: I mean, that's, that's exhausting and frustrating and it had to be a lot of times disheartening as well. Just going from, from place to place, hoping, okay, here's the next thing. And then just again, same old, same old. It is. So so there's something about seeking out these hidden infections. And you know, in, in the clinic, it's fun to work with people because they always find they always find a way to the person you need to work with, right? Or, or someone that, that's truly gonna seek like the root cause of stuff. And 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 to be honest, like as we've worked with you, we haven't seen everything, right? It was like you, you didn't get well as we you know directed to to do certain things and then we started going to they started to have dentists come to the eco conferences right and i guess i'll ask this instead of me sharing this what was it that sparked the the need or the hey maybe there's something in my gums that is triggering all this what was like the what was the moment or the Experience or maybe multiple things that led back to. I think maybe my mouth has something to do with this.
1: Yeah, there were multiple things. Um, So in January 2019, so this would be three years after my wisdom teeth came out. I must have learned something at the clinic about you know dental health, and I saw a local biological biologic dentist in town who um, had a cone beam scan machine, and I had a cone beam scan done, which is a 3D X ray, and he. saw a negative bone loss in each of the spots where my wisdom teeth were removed. So that was the first time I learned about cavitations, but I didn't really know where to go from there or what to do about it. So then when I I went to my first eco, I heard a biological dentist speak, Dr. Rachel Carber, and she brought up cavitations. And I was like, wow, like learning more about it. And then in October of 2021, um, I heard her speak again. And I started to think maybe this is really my issue. And so after hearing her speak twice at two separate ecos, I started to really investigate this as a possible source of my you know, root cause of my health issues Um, and even waited in line to speak to her after her um, presentation at eco because I was just floored by the information. And I actually had x-rays on my phone and I pulled them up and I said, look, you know, look at my x-rays. What do I do about this? And she said, "You need to see Doctor Judson Wall in Salt Lake City. He's closer to you than I am because she was in Massachusetts, um, and he's more advanced than I am, and he can help you with this."
0: It's nice when we start to to link things together and recognize, oh, wait, that there's something deeper, and this is what comes back to this this, this hidden infection, right? There's a there's a doctor, Tom Levy, who he did a study. I forgot the I don't know when, but he was on an interview. And they get a study of five thousand people that had placking in their heart and arteries, and they wanted to find out the origins of this. Like, what, what's the cause? Is it is it just, is it age? Is it something else? And what they found: five thousand out of five thousand participants, bacterial, bacterial uh, infections were the origins of the placking. And not only were ju- not only was it just bacteria, but it was bacteria origins in the mouth and the gums that caused the heart disease.
1: Wow, that's just crazy. Right.
0: If that just didn't blow people's minds, like whoever looks at their gums as relation to the heart, and and in listening to him and to other docs, what I have learned and gleaned is that in men, these these hidden infections in the gums or even in the sinuses. Will lead to to heart disease, and in women, these same hidden infections will lead more to uh, breast cancers and and challenges there. Just the way that you know our lymph and, and and structures work. And I remember hearing that for the first time, thinking, "Oh man, like we're I, I don't know how well are we instructing the people we're working with to like seek out." Not just their dentist but a biological dentist that has this ability to do this advanced imaging known as as uh, cone beam x-ray or cone beam tomography to be able to assess is there is there bone loss there and uh you know just in a clinic as we've done that more with people it's been so eye-opening to recognize how extensive the disease process in the body is influenced by the mouth or or the sinuses and so yeah, what a blessing to meet Dr. Carver to be able to have her share that with you and then to be able to direct you to, to somebody. So, so then it wasn't that long ago. It was only what, uh, two months ago that you, that, that you went to, to see Dr. Wall. And what was that experience like?
1: Yeah. So it's, it was six weeks as of this past Tuesday. It's, it's been a primarily good experience, um, I had the I had my consultation with him and he confirmed the four cavitations. He also found that I had a tongue tie, which was contributing to sleep apnea, which I never knew that I had, and um, a lot of like jaw clicking, TMJ type of issues. And I had my surgery on March 14th, and within a week, I could already see my skin clearing up for the first time. You know, after the surgery, I'm like sleeping through the whole night without getting up to use the bathroom. And just really instant changes in my health.
0: what, what did they find? so that's remarkable and I want to touch on that in terms of the health changes. but what did they find? So they had cavitations, but like I mean you have you, you, you detail everything right and you, you've got you've got power coins and we'll, we'll share that in the show notes in terms of what this looked like. but what was the material that they found in the gums? and like you had mentioned like the holes were like were huge. Kind of share share with the listener a little bit about that. Like what you found cavitations, great, you know, but what did that actually mean? What was there? Sure. So I
1: I asked the doctor to like GoPro my surgery because I wanted to see everything. And the clips that he shared with me, when they opened up those old surgical sites, these holes were massive. Like I don't have a ruler to tell you exactly, but they're just massive, massive holes in my jaw. And inside was just bits of dead tooth floating around and dead bone which they call wispy bone and they pulled out huge chunks of roots and just a lot of dead bone and just they sucked up a lot of like infectious liquid and it was just it was just so crazy to see these pictures and see how big these holes are and what they pulled out of my gums and how this was like slowly killing me like it actually was slowly killing me
0: yeah absolutely and and you know with the within these holes so these these cavitations are a breeding ground for bacteria and mold and i mean I'll, I'll say even parasitic stuff from what i've seen and and then to the listener to know what they cause things like chronic fatigue malaise for you it was it was the skin conditions the, the cystic acne for others that i've worked with it's this inability to to thrive. Like no matter what you do, it seems like, man, I just I just can't get over my my condition. My body will not or does not have the capacity to heal. And, and part of that is because there's this constant source of infection that you're swallowing or breathing in or that's going right into the bloodstream and lymphatic system 24-7. Mm-hmm. You can't eliminate the cause, um, without this cavitation surgery, and I know as I've shared with with people, there's no, there's no herb, there's no medication, there's no uh, supplement that can infiltrate that gum because it's a closed space, mm-hmm. and it, it just you can't access it. But it definitely gets into, again, the blood, the lymph, and wreaks havoc on on the body. So. If you're experiencing digestive issues, respiratory health challenges, um, chronic conditions like what you had that no one can figure out that are unexplained, think of hidden places of toxicity, the gums and the sinuses, because there are many that will even say that 80% of infections come from the neck up, meaning they're coming from either the gums or or the sinuses. And that goes back to Royal Lee and western price Western oh,
1: weston price yes
0: back in the early like 1900s right and then the original dr mayo who is the doctor who the original dr mayo who mayo clinic was named after you know they both shared that hey we th- we really understand where heart disease is coming from it's coming from the mouth and these bacterial infections and then that was lost because with the advent of medications and other things um people stopped living there so you came back into the office and as you said, like within a day, you're sleeping through the night. First time in, in how long? In in years. Yeah. I mean, what how can you put a price on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. That was, and and what have what what's cool is we've all seen you. We've all we all, you know, what have the comments been in the office of just
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had several coworkers now, including you, share like your skin is more vibrant your eyes are more vibrant like you have life in you like your energy is different like you seem more calm and less stressed and you know it's really cool that people can see that not only has my skin improved but there's like other other changes like around energy and you know vibrations and um just how it's really helped to lower my stress levels by not having this chronic infection ongoing in my mouth
0: one of the things that cavitations can also block are the body's energy systems, the, the meridians that are activating, turning on off different, different pathways throughout the day. And so you block those and now it affects our whole vital force, right? Our ability to just thrive. And it has, it's been fantastic to just see that, that shift. And there's, there's a, a brightness and a, uh, just a whole different quality. And it's, a result of getting that that point of toxicity out definitely uh, what would you say to a person that's like well you know I' I've, I've, I don't know do I have to go to a biological dentist I mean my teeth may be a little sensitive but really do I have to what would you say to the individual that is that is questioning that or doesn't think it has real efficacy in there?
1: I would say absolutely choose a biological dentist, even if you don't have cavitations, but you maybe do need a a tooth removed. They're going to clean it properly and make sure that no bone or tooth is remaining. Biological dentists use ozone in their practice, um, which like kills everything. Um, They just have better standards of care. And even with fillings, like they're not going to use mercury or metal. They're not going to use titanium implants. They're going to use as biologically sound material as possible, like ceramic. And so just overall for your health, it's like, if you're going to spend the money, why not go to the best person possible and only do this once?
0: Yeah. So, so very true. And, and that really is, is key is that many of them will actually test products they're using on the individual to know, Hey, is this going to be in harmony with them? Or do we need to find something else? Uh, my mom years back had a dentist that did some testing, energetic testing, and and determined that what he was going to use was not going to resonate with her body. So he completely shifted gears and found something that would. And that's kind of the extent that I think many in the holistic space will go to is we need to find what is resonating, harmonizing with your body to not create another point of, of infection. And, and then I think it's really important that you hit on the ozone. And then also the PRF, this platelet-rich fibrin that People will take blood, they'll spin it down, have it generate stem cell, and then pack that area with that so the body can more naturally heal. Because there's still a void there, right? Mm-hmm. There's still a hole, but when they pack it with that stem cell and use the ozone, that healing takes place at a much deeper and more uh, natural natural way to where infection is not is likely not going to come back.
1: Yeah, that's what they did for me too. And that was super helpful. And something that, you know, listeners should know is that, you know, it can take up to a year for that bone to fill in properly. Um, Because even, you know, up to last week, I was still seeing like open holes in my mouth in the back of, you know, where they had the surgical sites. And so that's normal. Um, It is a little stressful to like be able to see deep into your mouth. (laughs) You've never seen that before. Everything is healing as it should.
0: I, I want to ask this, kind of maybe a last question. Where did you see your health go? I mean, you kind of alluded to this before. Where was your health going? What were fears, concerns? And now, having done this and seeing these changes, do you see yourself, your health and, and your life going in a different direction? And and if so, what what is that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, my health was just was just really declining um and truly believe it was slowly killing me and it started to manifest in other ways not just with acne or digestive issues or sleep issues but then you know I've started having miscarriages and it was last fall that a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like oh my gosh what if these cavitations are causing the miscarriage and I Became super determined to have this cavitation surgery. Nobody could tell me otherwise that this wasn't. Oh. The- I was like, "Nope, I am doing this. Like, this has to be done." I don't know how, but where there's a will, there's a way. Just set a plan, and I would say plan ahead too because I called the dental office this January, and they weren't able to get me in until March. And I already had a bunch of trips planned and things planned on my schedule, and having to, you know, fit it in perfectly for the timing of everything. <laughs> So think ahead for that. And then I'd also say, too, to, to really sit down and think about when your health started to deteriorate and any doctors you saw or things you had done, because I really thought me getting unwell was when my tonsils flared up. I thought that's that's what happened, you know, what happened in this, in this moment. But then I thought back, well, a year before that, I had my wisdom teeth extracted. I never put those two and two together until even this year. That maybe my wisdom teeth being extracted caused all this bacteria and then my tonsils flared up. Maybe if I would have just never got my tonsils out, maybe they would have gone back down after this cavitation surgery. You know, like sit down and really write a timeline of all the things that have happened so you can try to pinpoint uh, the true issue. But now that my, my cavitations are fixed, like I just feel more excited about life. Like my skin has cleared up. My self-esteem has gone up. I, I actually rode my bike the other day for the first time in years. I rode around the neighborhood. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Um, I have the energy to do this. And I'm just really hopeful and excited for the future.
0: That's so awesome. I just want to touch on one thing that you said, and that was that you had made up your mind like nothing was getting in the way, right? This was, I'm going to break through a wall if I have to. And what I find with that is God prepares a way right? And, and I love this, that when people make up their mind and really feel and know, hey, this is from my heart, this is what I have to do. This is the direction I need to go. Even if in the moment that the means to do those things aren't there, God provides a way. And and it can happen in, in so many different means. It can be through friends, through family, through our, just our own, even things that, that we do on our own. But I think that's really important, is you know, when you, when you set your heart to something and then there are obstacles that can come in the way, right? Price, time, conflicts, whatever. But if we really set that intention of this is the direction I know I need to go and seek that and have a vision for it, those means are, are that they, they come about and they come about in just miraculous ways. I've seen that in my own life, my sister's life, people that I work with and it's just, it's remarkable to see how mountains are moved or what we consider mountains. Um, turn out to be, oh, that was not really a problem at all. That was, it was wonderful. God had that prepared all along, but it's just so cool. So if you do doubt, if you are like, I don't know how this will ever happen. That's okay. Just what is your vision and focus on what your vision is. And as you focus on the vision of you, keep moving forward and, and means are going to be opened up to, to make that happen. Allie, thank you for coming on. I think this will so help people to, to seek, uh, other ways or other means to look at, hey, why am I not feeling well? And, and where did my health kind of derail? And being able to look back and start to put pieces together. And even if it's not dentistry, maybe it's something else that they need to do. But putting that timeline together and really thinking through things and then set a plan and move forward. So, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much and hope that you have a uh, a blessed day and we will talk soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining me on this episode of Restore the Real Podcast. This show is supported and informed by not only my own deep personal work, but also the deep healing work that we offer our patients here at Total Body Wellness Clinic. In the show notes below, you'll find all the links that you'll need to hop on a discovery call with our team for some one-to-one support, follow along on social media, or even learn about some of our favorite recommendations and products. Until next time, keep it real.